0: has been a long overdue podcast again.
1: It's been like seventeen years. How how long has it been since we last recorded?
0: Um, uh, double checking. I think it's about maybe a few weeks. A few, few weeks. Well, what was the last months? what was the last episode
1: anyway? I can't even remember.
0: Was it um not. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to to
1: Can't remember. <laughs> well, who cares? Wait that's wait,
0: actually. It's coming back to me. It was
1: uh It wasn't political, I know that. No, it was political. Was it? But it's, okay. it's okay. We don't we don't need okay. to recall it. Uh, all that matters <laughs> okay. is that we are back once more and we will try and stay on a good schedule. Uh, now that we've kind of sorted some stuff and got our uh, stuff together, I didn't want to swear because, again, this is family-friendly podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are back. And today's episode, we will be discussing the 2022 Winter Olympics, or perhaps a potential lack thereof.
0: Ooh. From from Canada's point of view, yeah, <laughs> seeming like a lot of um, what's it called? Uh, especially the hockey team from Canada. It seems like um, could be uh, less of a stage for the Winter Olympics in February.
1: Yeah, biggest news for us, uh, for all our Canadians and knuckleheads out there. In case you have been living underneath a rock, uh, the NHL will not be participating in the Winter Olympics this year. So big loss, really, for uh, the Olympic Committee, because if we're being kind of bluntly honest, a big or perhaps the biggest attraction of the Winter Olympics for the past decade really has been uh the nhl's participation because of course we get to see hockey's biggest superstars go head to head and compete for their countries and of course uh with pride our uh, us canadians look on as um we have won the previous uh three 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 uh, gold medals um, in men's hockey where uh, the NHL has participated. Of course, we didn't win last year because, oh, uh, well, not last year, sorry, uh, the previous Olympics because the NHL didn't participate. Uh, by, oh, yeah. Uh, 2014, 2010. Oh, yeah, right. No, not I think 2006. It's past two. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not 2006. We, we don't talk about 2006. 2006 never happened here, okay? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no NHL participation. A, I don't know how do you feel about that?
0: Um, I think from uh from like a hockey standpoint, uh, being Canadians, I think that's a huge blow for the Olympics, like especially for viewership. I think we know that everyone when they watch the Olympics, the the final lead-up is to, is for hockey, right? And I feel like the like it's like the uh, the hundred meter dash of uh, the Winter Olympics, where they always put the hundred meter dash at the end for summer. Yeah, yep. it's like uh, they always put the gold medal game at the end for Winter Olympics. Yeah, so this is like um, basically all the other all the other winter sports are like essential, and Canada excels at them. But I think the um, the pride and joy comes from uh, hockey, basically. I think, yeah. So mm. it, it's a huge blow. Like I don't, I don't know if it was the right choice. I mean, maybe from a logistical standpoint, probably was, but I don't know if if it was worth it or if there could have been better, a better option. Yeah, I know. Maybe I know I the
1: players. Worked. I know the players are pretty upset about it. Uh, they've been pretty vocal. Uh, I think a couple of European guys have come out and said, you know, it was a pretty dumb choice. Because, I mean, the Winter Olympics, uh, the Olympics in general, they come around every four years. And four years is a pretty long time, uh, especially when you're looking at the age spectrum and the aging factor. I mean, someone who is an athlete or a hockey player who is 26 this year, uh, the next the next Olympics that rolls around, they'll be 30, and perhaps they won't be as good as they were four years ago. So they wouldn't. There's a there's a probability that they will not be named to the roster. So uh, there's a bit of disappointment from that end because I know I know uh, Steven Stamkos. Uh, he is 30, and he has never got a chance to really represent Canada at the Olympics because in 2014. Uh, Before the tournament started, he unfortunately blew out his leg. And although he was named to the team, he couldn't participate because of injury. And of course, he couldn't participate in 2018 because the NHL didn't go. And then this year, uh, again, same deal. And I know he's pretty disappointed about that. So even from the athlete's standpoint, the Olympics are a big deal for a lot of these guys because it's more or less a childhood dream. For these hockey players i'm speaking specifically to the men of course because um the women's tournament is still going to happen as usual with the professional women going which is great uh the women's tournament is, is awesome by the way and uh, it should not be neglected but uh, of course speaking from that that um purely from the perspective of the nhl's participation in the olympics uh that disappointment factor is definitely there now that the big name stars aren't going to be there because, of course, as we know, the Olympics should be international hockey's biggest stage, where uh, countries get to compete with one another for, uh, you know, that gold medal uh, for the bragging rights and all that. But, you know, we don't want to focus too much on hockey itself. Um I mean there's not much to <laughs> what can we say about the different <laughs> t- types of, of sports i mean i'm not not to knock on any any of the the events but i think what we should try and focus on really uh what our discussion needs to be is should the uh is it the ioc the international uh, olympic committee uh should yeah. they should they continue with allowing the Olympics to occur, you know, should this uh, grand scale event be held uh, when potentially it could be a uh, what I guess medical experts would call a super spreader event where you have large amounts of people in one place? Of course, with the whole COVID 19 pandemic uh, and with all those people in an in enclosed space, you can spread it a lot easier uh so i don't know what do you think
0: yeah i feel like uh especially now that we see a lot of tournaments are canceling their games like the uh, the world juniors oh yeah and and even there's another there's another one um the world juniors and the and the double ihf world championship
1: I think the women's one was canceled. The one? Yeah. The as far, as, far as I know, the men's one is still on, but that's not slated to begin until uh, like July. So
0: July. Yeah. So that's not a big deal. Uh, but yeah. And then with, with the, uh, a lot of the NHL games being canceled as well. And like a lot of sports all, all over North America and anyway, um, being canceled. Um, uh, or delayed anyway, not not cancelled, because I think a lot of games have been postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it begs the question whether um, the Olympics should be allowed to proceed, given the uh, pandemic is still with us or among us. <laughs> Give <laughs> especially with the yeah the Om- omicron <laughs> variant, omicron. although it it is supposedly milder, so maybe it's not. I don't know if it's if that's true or not. We don't We don't know yet, but it begs the question whether it's actually worth holding um, like an event of that magnitude now, or should it be delayed until maybe next year, or in in a couple months, like in uh, November of 2022 or December of 2022.
1: Yeah, just so 20- they can gauge uh, if. The uh, uh, God, what was the medical term I was looking for? I completely forgot. It was on the tip of my tongue. Now it's gone. But if they can completely gauge sort of the, I guess, um, how, just how bad the situation is. And if it would be a viable option for them to continue uh, with such a, a big event. Uh, but I suppose, I suppose there could be a system in place where... The IOC could hold the Olympics in a a way that you would negate, I guess, uh, viewership in person, uh, physical viewership in, you know, the stadiums and arenas, similar to how the the NHL and NBA operated uh, for the playoffs. Uh, You have they called it the bubble, uh, right? And only the athletes were allowed in that bubble into the stadiums, into the arenas. And there was lots uh, of measures in place to ensure that uh, COVID protocols are being followed and uh, you know, safety measures to prevent um, potential uh, infected athletes from interacting with other athletes. So there was, that, there was that early tight bubble system that the NBA and NHL utilized to sort of continue on as normal. Uh, but without physical uh, fans uh, in the stands, uh, poetry, it, great, great stuff. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how the IOC would do something like that. Um,
0: actually, <clears throat> sorry. So I think people, a lot of people, forget that we just had an Olympics a few months ago, the Summer Olympics. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think as Canadians, we kind of gloss over the Summer Olympics, but uh, no offense. <laughs> no There's offense. All to that. Pretty <laughs> much <know>. everywhere yeah. <laughs> that do better in the Summer Olympics than the Winter Olympics. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they seem to have mitigated pretty well, like you said, with the uh, the bubble system. And uh, all the COVID protocols, like masks and uh, like zero attendance by fans, it helped that it was held in Japan. Also, I think Japan did a wonderful job mm-hmm. with the with the Olympics. I think they should hold more more of them, but uh, there were protests in Japan for that too. So I don't I don't know. The people don't want pl- it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was it was pretty well. Uh, held from a safety standpoint, so I think, with regards to the Winter Olympics, it seems like they could just do it again because, again, with, even with this variant, it, like I think the last time, we had the Olympics a few months ago. Remember, Delta was pretty much, um, the Delta was the thing. variant, yeah, it was, and the then thing. it was ripping through the states and uh, Europe, India. So I, I think we should be okay, personally. I think we we could be okay. We I, I think it was because we've learned how to manage the pandemic over the last two years. Have we? I don't know. <laughs> it <laughs> begs to be seen, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you, you make a great point, uh, because the Summer Olympics are way bigger than the Winter Olympics, uh, uh, both in not only you know, viewership, and uh, media coverage, but also in scale. There are a lot more events. There are a lot more athletes. There are a lot more countries participating. So, yeah, I I suppose it would be easier for the IOC to organize a Winter Olympics uh, within a bubble setting where you minimize fan attendance and maximize safety. But I guess that would beg the question because the Winter Olympics is – relatively minute compared to the summer Olympics. Is it even worth, you know, uh, holding? Will it bring in the revenue stream uh, if it doesn't have, you know, the same fan attendance, uh, the same viewership speaking, I guess uh, predominantly to the, the NHL's lack of participation in it. So would it be worth even hosting holding without, These factors, I don't know, from a monetary perspective, if that's the greatest idea.
0: Yeah, I think... Yeah, you make a good point with the uh, revenue factor. Especially since this could be turning out to be one of the most more expensive ones with uh, COVID in the mix. And then... uh, I feel like this is the there was a lot of talk early in the earlier in this year the year's almost over but uh, people wanted to boycott the February 2022 Olympics because of um, like the whole weaker crisis in China mm, right yeah but uh, and, and I feel like this is sort of the way people are. You know, maybe taking a stand against it, and maybe they're um, cost or the, the cost is falling all in China here. And then, they're, this is their way to you know, get them to spend more money on a um, maybe a, a dead Olympics event. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's, good that that good it's
1: good you brought that up, it's good you brought that up because I had completely forgotten um, about the whole Uyghur thing in China. And it is actually um, quite the debate uh, with, I know a couple of weeks ago, uh, there were a bunch of uh, ambassadors uh, from different countries, Canada included, that decided they were not going to the, to the Winter Olympics because of, I guess, the whole Uyghur situation. Um, so from speaking from that human rights perspective, should the IOC continue hosting the Olympics in China?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Especially, I mean, I think it all boils down to who they want the uh, revenue to go to or uh, how much money they can put down to host the Olympics. That's where the bids come from. Um. Because I think with this Olympics, like China must have bid a lot. Must mm. have put a lot on the table to get these. So the IOC is pretty much pretty corrupt, I think.
1: <laughs> like every yeah. major sports like, body.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I still remember the how the uh, Rio got their Olympics. Oh yeah, that was, like, that,
1: yeah, was, that, was that was quite was a show, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. They pretty much built stadiums um, where they really didn't um, belong. Like they built it next to a what's it called favela, mm-hmm. a Brazilian slum. And uh, like I think now the, the stadiums are pretty much uh, used as bus depots.
1: I thought there were. I thought some of them were like wholly abandoned. The ones in Rio, yeah,
0: pretty much ab- abandoned as well.
1: Just rotting there. What a waste of money! Yeah. I mean that that's that's unfortunately the case for a lot of uh, I think Olympic buildings in these countries is that you use them once for the event and then they just never <laughs> are never utilized again because you know, you know the countries don't need them and they just go into disrepair and take up unnecessary space that could perhaps be used for more productive infrastructure. But oh god, uh, oh man, I hate when this happens. My the the thing is gone. It's gone. Uh, my head, my uh, the thought, my, my train of thought. Train <laughs> of uh, going back, going back to the whole China thing. Um, so I remember uh, I, I was following the whole ambassador thing on Twitter with with the ambassadors saying they are, they aren't going to go. And interestingly enough, people were actually scoffing at this at this notion. People from you know the same countries as as these ambassadors, because they they thought or they thought that you know this just isn't enough. If you're trying to protest uh, China's um, purported uh, crimes against the Uyghur people, you should instead of boycotting you know you know you're the ambassador from going, you should stop the entire Olympic roster from going. So all the athletes across the board, pull them out if you want to send a message. And I, it's funny because I don't think anyone has done that as yet. Um, they're sort of playing it, I guess, diplomatically with the whole ambassador thing. So it's kind of interesting to see that um, that these countries are saying, China, well, what you're supposedly doing to these people is bad. But we're still going to participate in the Olympics that you bid for because I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a monetary thing. Maybe, uh, you know, sending these athletes brings in some money for uh, countries. It's, I don't know. It was just interesting to see the reactions that the, the negative reactions, I should say, that the actions uh, of these ambassadors you know, were getting that they were taking what seems like a decent um a decent step in protesting uh China's purported crimes uh, but just the backlash they face from uh I guess the so- social media and people in general so I don't know uh, what are your thoughts on that
0: yeah it basically seems like it's a diplomatic boycott like that's what they said it was from the beginning, and uh, basically it boils down to uh, what I feel is uh, uh, like the the revenue loss for each in every country that's uh, participating in the Olympics, because they're Olympic teams, they lose out if they don't participate, they lose out on a lot of um what's it called, uh, TV revenues, um, they lose out on like merchandise revenues, although the Olympic team. May still go, I know, under a different banner. But I mean, if they pull their whole, if they say that no athlete is going to participate, they'll they'll lose out on all that merchandise revenue, all that uh, TV revenue, and and let's not forget. I think, uh, um, I think basically, what's the word, um. <clears throat> um People still watch the uh, Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like globally, it's still a largely popular event. By uh, like Winter Olympics in Canada, people seem to uh, enjoy watching Canada succeed at uh, owning the podium, right? And and that's one of our specialties in winter. Even though it's even though hockey will be missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, this this time around, I feel like people enjoy C- Canada standing like on, on the top of the podium, and that's a huge selling point for uh, a lot of people. I think it all boils down to what can e- each and every citizen do. Like we can s- probably stop watching it if that if it's so important to us. Like, that's what I feel. I I don't know if that's feasible or not, but I I think if that's if we all sh- wanted to. Stop watching it based on that, uh, like the genocide, the supposed genocide in China. Then uh, we could uh, all take away the revenues, and then they they wouldn't feel the pressure to attend the Olympics in the first place. I think mm-hmm.
1: that that point you bring up about uh, wanting to watch it um, for the sake of national pride, because that's definitely there. Uh, national pride's at stake. Uh, if you know if you don't send your your uh, your athletes to this competition then <laughs> i mean, I mean I don't I don't want it to to sort of push this point but it's 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 more or less you're chickening out saying you know we don't we, 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 we don't we don't want to fight you uh, essentially right but of course that that's more minor compared to the uh, the more uh, pressing human rights issues that uh, ostensibly are happening in in China and being able to boycott it individually like you talked about is I guess a, a big advantage that people have uh, nowadays with um, the popularity of uh, of course, well not popularity I should just say how standardized I guess television has become so yeah if if anyone wants to boycott it then uh, that's, by not watching, then that's great, right? Um, you can do that and show your support for the Uyghur people, uh, even though uh, our own country is more, uh, p- approaching it in a more diplomatic fashion by just uh, withdrawing the ambassador. Uh, but we are, <laughs> um, of course, there. there isn't an entire uh, tapestry worth of things to say, so I guess Olympics-wise, it's up to the person. Hey, if you want to watch it, great. Um, uh, Of course, if you're against it, you don't want to watch it because of human rights issues or that you think it's a violation of COVID protocol, then that's fine. I mean, no one is going to put a gun to anyone's head and say, hey, you got to watch the Olympics.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. I don't think anyone's going to (laughs) force any other person to watch the Olympics. For the sake of national pride, unless you're King (laughs) Chao, you
1: you get shipped off to prison for not showing your national pride.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I forgot this is our fiftieth episode. Is it? Yeah.
1: Oh man, fiftieth anniversary! Well, (laughs) fiftieth anniversary, (laughs) fiftieth episode episode. anniversary. Uh, So hooray for us! I guess fiftieth. Uh, episode birthday i did not know that thank you for telling me uh but uh yes thank you for everyone for tuning in this is going to be a shorter episode because um we kind of have other stuff to do but uh we enjoy your participation if you are listening uh please leave a comment uh wherever you may find this i forgot the platform already uh but yes uh,
0: oh yeah actually the platforms are spotify spotify
1: Podbean. podbean Okay, (laughs) wherever you find it, please uh, let us know what you think, your opinions on this whole Olympic situation in the midst of a pandemic, and of course, um, the whole human rights issue in China as well. Uh, So yes, thank you for listening, and we are going to try our best to get back on track um, now that I have moved. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you. I moved my uh, desktop to the basement, so it's now the man cave. So I can freely oh, talk. I can freely talk down here without disturbing anyone. So that's great. Uh, that's more awesome. podcast. Okay. More podcasts. So yeah, we will definitely get that rolling, and we hope to uh, catch you guys on next week's episode because it's definitely going to happen, or else we will yep. shoot ourselves in the foot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <All> <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, all right. And uh, thank you. And good night.